Welcome to episode 5 of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. Today we will be talking about our expectations for this week's upcoming movies. I will review The Lobster. And Ozzy and I will review last night's episode of Game of Thrones. Hope you enjoy the show. Shut up and sit down. Alright Ozzy, well, before we get into what we're, our first thing, which is our previews or our expectations for this weekend's upcoming movies, there's a couple of news stories, interesting news stories that I think we should mention really quick. Um, the first big one, kind of, it's not really like an official news story yet, but uh-huh. I still think it's interesting just because of how awesome it would be, is that Brie Larson is being rumored to play Captain Marvel in the upcoming Marvel movies in the MCU. So I don't know. Do you think that this is like a good idea or do you think this, I mean, how awesome is this? I think it's awesome. I mean, I think she's a pretty good actress from what I saw in the room. I mean, (laughs) she did fantastic, man. I mean, it was, she had a great performance and I think, you know, she won an Oscar for that performance. And I think she could honestly do a great job. Yeah. It's never a bad thing to add talent to these movies. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Brie Larson is, I think one of the best actresses working right now. So I'm very excited about this and I really hope it comes through. She hasn't confirmed it. Marvel hasn't confirmed it, but I still think it. it's, I'm really holding out. I think it'd be like, honestly, probably, I think it's one of their best, castings mm-hmm. that they can have yeah. in the MCU. Um, so another one that I think you're going to have a little bit more to say on is the soup is that Superman is officially they've announced CW has announced and DC has announced that Superman will be appearing in Supergirl season two on the CW. I'm just going to say about freaking time guys. <laughs> like what? it's, about time, okay? Like, they show us glimpses in season one. I'm like, yeah. no. Come on, give us the real deal. I got excited in the season finale. No. So, it's just, <laughs> I'm excited to finally get him. It's like, I feel like a lot of things are going to be great, great this season. For yeah. Supergirl. I am, um, I'm not, like, at, I wasn't as angry that they weren't showing him in season one as you were, but I think it's nothing but a good thing. It, it's... To have, like, I don't know who they're going to cast. That's what I'm wondering. But um just the character itself, like, I think you can't go wrong putting Superman. I mean, yes, it does. It is a little bit of, like, Superman's a little bit of a cheat. But Supergirl is, too. So it's not like it would be anything betraying, like, the universe or anything like that. But it'll be interesting to see after what happened in the finale of Flash how this all ties together anyway. Um, yeah. But I, who do you think? All right, let's get back to the casting. Who do you think they're going to cast? As Superman, who would you want them to cast? I'm not really sure, man. Um, do you have somebody in mind, or do you think like an unknown? Or I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind an unknown because I don't have any particular. I don't have anyone particularly in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that they're going to, you know, yeah. I'm just glad he's going to be in the show. That's all yeah. I really care about. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, hey, if they add someone from Glee into the show. 
that's that's that'll be great because <laughs> no, I mean, because I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, right? Grant Gustin, The Flash, and he amazing. did have great chemistry with Melissa Benoist in that one crossover. Mm, episode. Melissa Benoist is also from Glee. Yeah, greatest um, Supergirl. So I wouldn't mind another Glee. Yeah, uh, that's Glee a actor. good thing. Um, I know the internet, and uh, you can count me as part of the internet in this. We're all like crying, Tom Welling, give us Tom Welling back. Because um, Smallville is one of my favorite TV shows ever. So I think it would be awesome for him to come back. It wouldn't make much in-universe sense. But again, this Flash crossover gives us a lot of breathing room about what we can and cannot do. So I, I, I'm holding out hope. I don't, like, I'm not, um, like, counting on it, like, for my life or anything. Because I don't, like, I don't think there's a good chance that it's going to happen. But... You I would love to. to see it. It would be happen. amazing for me because just how much I love Smallville. So did you, you never watched Smallville, did you? I just I thought the show was stupid as a kid. I mean, I would go back and watch. <laughs> You'd probably it. love it now if you like these CW shows. I mean, maybe you would. You would trust me. It's it's great. Um, I'm it's, thinking about it. I put it, it on my list. Oh, oh, I see. Put it, Carlos. I put it on my list. Oh, I see how it is, man. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's just get into our um, expectations for this weekend's movie. We got okay. three major movies coming out this weekend. That's actually a lot. And yeah, I know but, it's summer, but that's still like a decent amount, man. Yeah, I mean, you got Now You See Me Two, Warcraft, and The Conjuring Two all competing yep. um, for the this box spot. office. Is going to be rough this was like who's gonna make money this week but that's a whole nother discussion let's just talk about our expectations for these movies uh let's start with now see me too uh, i think we're both like kind of we're on the same page surprisingly yeah. guys we're on the same page with this, on this, with, this with this like, movie um we that, thought the first one was just yeah. oh all right it's okay it's a six out of ten like it's fine yeah it's there it's it's okay it's an enjoyable enough movie it's just nothing to get your um, heart pumping about, I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean, I wasn't in I, love and with the first one. When they said they were coming out with a sequel, I was like, really? A sequel? And not, like, it's fine, but why do we need a sequel to this movie? But I think it made a decent amount of money last time. I don't think it made amazing money, but I think it made a decent money. So I guess that makes sense, but I'm, I'm just not that excited for this movie because, like, I didn't love the first one. It was okay. I mean, I'll see it just because yeah. I saw the first one. And Daniel Radcliffe, he, he'll get me in the theater because, you know. He's fantastic. Yeah, I love Daniel Radcliffe. I can't wait for um, Swiss Army Man. Yeah, that's that, going to be a great movie. Be, what's that, like two weeks? A week? I don't know. Yeah. But I'm really looking for that. But I don't know. This movie is just like, it, it'll be all right, I'm sure. I mean, the trailer excited me, not going to lie. Because oh, really? it was like, an, it, you know, trailers, when they have exciting movie, you get, yeah. like an exciting uh, music, you get pumped. <laughs> I'm sorry, but um, yeah. other than that, I mean, it's so like, I mean, it's a good trailer. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, it's just going off the first you. one. You know, yeah, the Transformers <laughs> movies are evidence of trailers <laughs> tricking people, but I don't think this is on that that level. On no, 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 no. I think I mean, I want to go see it. I mean, I think it could be. Yeah, we'll see it, but I hope it's better than the first. Yeah, that for sure. No, that that would be great. If it's just even a little bit better than the first, then I'll be fine because the first one, like I said, it's okay. It's fun. It's a fun time of the movies, but it's not like anything special. It's not, it's not the best. Um, thing all right, so let's move on to our next movie, Warcraft. You <sighs> are a lot more down on this movie than I am. I think. No, it, okay. The only thing that really gets me with this movie is just the CGI. Yeah, the CG. 
guys, we're in 2016. We're going to be in 2017 yeah. too, soon. You know, like, what is... Mm-hmm. It looks like I'm watching a video game movie yeah. right now. <laughs> well, a video game. I mean, it's a video yeah. game, but it's yeah. Make make at least. I, I get where you're coming from. Make, make the characters look because more I, realistic. I don't know if this is going to be a controversial thing for me to say, but I do not like the Hobbit movies at all. And one of my biggest problems with the Hobbit movies was I couldn't get attached to or be afraid of any of the characters that were the CGI characters. I just can't because they don't no, really not even smug. Smaug, no, Smaug? I, I know, like, people like Jeremy Johns, like, loved Smaug, and I'm just like, I, sure, he, he was fine, I don't I know, I loved him, he was and the only thing that really stood out to me, Cumber people, Benedict Cumberbatch fans, not gonna say it, but all those Cumberbatch fans, they <laughs> loved his, they loved them some Smaug, get prepared <laughs> to get some hate tweets right yeah. now, man, <laughs> but that it, it was, was probably one of the best part of the whole entire... Oh, yeah. The second one trilogy. is... Um, the second one's my most favorite, so I guess, like, he's contributing... But we're getting off track. This movie, it, it looks fine. I don't know. It, it looks alright. It, the... it looks too Hobbit for me, but I still want to see it because look, I'm rooting for these video game movies. I really am. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that these... that this movie is good and makes some money so that we can get more video game movies because I want this movie to kind of be the Iron Man of video game movies. It's that first big, super big genre movie that opens the door for the rest of them. Like, as, if this movie makes money, I can tell you right now that Uncharted movie that we've heard nothing about for, like, a year now is going to get... We're going to hear news about that in a couple weeks because they'll start... Studios will see, oh my gosh, these movies are going to make money. So they'll try to cash in on that. So I'm, uh, I'm really work. I'm really hoping for this movie. I mean, I hope for the best. I mean, like, like, like I said, the story looks good. Yeah, the story looks fine. Action I, looks good. And I really like the lead actor. He's on Vikings, and that's um, been one of my favorite shows the last few years. Yeah, so. it it looks good in general. The yeah. only thing that really the, don't I agree. The only grip that I particularly have is just the CGI, yeah, we, which will take me out of the yeah. movement. And I'll be like. Eh. We live in a post uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes world. That movie happened. We can't, like, we've seen what CGI can be. You can't give us anything. Don't wait, or anything that's really, really below that. Or else we're going to be like, we can do, you can do better. We know that. Especially with the big budget that they got. Um, So I'm. I just, I need it to be up to standard, and the trailers haven't sold me on that, but maybe once we're wrapped into that world, you know? I mean, I mean maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, don't know. I like, I like the Jack the Giant Slayer. CGI wasn't great, yeah. but it was still a good movie, so, um, what I'm expecting is just a fun time. Yeah. Just a fun time at the theater. It, it might, it might be silly at times, but I think if we just go with it, I don't know. I, I I'm really, I'm gonna try to like this movie, but... <laughs> We'll see. Um, let's move on to the one that I think we're both probably most excited about oh, and yeah. is most likely going to be the best out of the bunch, The Conjuring 2. I am so excited for this movie. You don't even understand. It is The first Conjuring is uh, this, again, I don't know if this will be controversial. Some people, especially for this generation, I think a lot of people would agree with me, but some older people might disagree with me. But I, The Conjuring 2 is my favorite horror movie of you all the time. The Conjuring? Or The Conjuring, yeah, sorry. <laughs> the Conjuring is my favorite horror movie of all time. 
I love that movie. I think this story, for horror movies, I need a good story. I need good characters to drive the story. And that movie has all of that. The Ed and Lorraine aspect of it and them trying to figure it out and um, help people. I love that stuff. And I just, I love the first Conjuring so much. And I'm so looking forward to the second Conjuring. Dude, the first Conjuring was amazing. Yeah. You know, you really indulged, like you really felt like, you really felt like these characters were going through so much. You really yeah. cared for these characters. Yeah. James Wan, man, he really knows how to write scripts for, you know, the for dialogue these for these yeah. movies, for these horror movies. And, you know, he uses pop scares well. He, he like the makeup uh, designers. Oh my gosh. For that for, last part of The Conjuring, it was fantastic. Yeah. Like for Insidious, for the, for this uh, Insidious, yeah, Insidious uh, one and two. He did great. Yeah. And I don't know, man. He just, he has, he knows how to do a great horror movie. So, he does. Um, um, that's think, one thing you can't, I mean, as much as we have issues with Fast and Furious or the last Fast and Furious with James Wan, um, but again, we can pass some of that off on some of the behind the scenes stuff, with Paul Walker, but you can't fault the man for his horror. <laughs> you just can't. Um, I know some people don't movies. like the Insidious movies, but I, I, I don't love them, but I think I respect them. They're good horror movies, and um, I'm really looking forward to Conjuring. Yeah, Conjuring Two is going to be fantastic. Uh, I can't I wait. I can't wait to revisit those characters. And I saw the trailer for that, and I was like, Ooh. "Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going to be great." So. <laughs> going to be so i think that's the one we'll probably see, end up seeing that one first i don't know you're kind of busy this weekend we gotta figure out when we're going to see um, these movies. i i say we save the best for last honestly really yep all right i Let's say see. we see uh, we'll say it's up for discussion because i might i might want to <laughs> see that and i don't know if my sister will wait for me being honest um <laughs> <laughs> all right is there anything else on any of these movies Conjuring is definitely your most like anticipated, right? Yeah, that, it's definitely what something I need to see. Um, nice. I, I gotta say Warcraft. Oh, really? I gotta say Warcraft. Okay. Warcraft because I've never seen it. Same. It does look like a good time. It Same. really does look like a good time. So I'm not gonna completely shut it down. I know. Yeah. I saw. What and CG Ryan, isn't everything. But yeah, it's, it's an important thing, but it's, it's not everything. Like I said, I mean. I, Jack the Giant Slayer, for example, I had a great time with the mm-hmm. movie. I think that's probably one of my favorite movies of that year just because yeah. it was such a fun time, but it's not mm-hmm. the best thing out there. So, um, I mean, I saw Rod, I saw the critics reviews. And stuff uh, like don't that. tell me. Don't, I'm not going to say anything, it. but I'm just like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's meant to be a fun time. So I'm not going to really get into that. Yeah. I'm just going to see it for what it is and I'll review it from there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then now you see me too. It's yeah. kind of just there. It, it, We'll it looks alright. We'll see I'll it. See it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I hope, I hope I'm like. Look, and I know there's people that love this movie, so I don't want to like say that. No, you're wrong for thinking it's the best movie ever. It, it's fine. You, yeah. If you, you love that opinions. movie, go for it. Yeah. People have <laughs> go see opinions, it. So. I don't like. It's not hurting us if you go see the movie. Just go, go see the movie. Have fun with it. We can see it together, guys. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see it together. Um. All right. Let's move on. Um. This is this is more going to be me talking at you. Um, because I went to go see with my little brother the other day, um, The Lobster. With Colin Farrell, right? With Colin Farrell, yep. And I know you saw the trailer for this movie when we went to go see Sing Street. Do you remember the trailer? Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you think it looked interesting at all? I thought it looked weird. Yeah. That's uh, that's the first word. I thought of Phoebe. Kindle a lobster from Friends. That's the first. Weird is the first word and probably the biggest word I would use to describe this movie. It It's just a strange movie. It's That doesn't mean that's not a bad or a good thing. It's just it's very important for people to know this is a very strange, weird story. And it's not in like a cutesy, quirky type way because I like the quirky type comedic movies but this is more of like a weird this is definitely a dark comedy you have to know that going in because i think sometimes people can get put off by dark comedies if they're not expecting it um but there's a lot of very morbid material (laughs) that is made into a joke type fashion and that's something you have to be prepared for uh it's (laughs) but that's not and you just once you know that if you know that going in i really think you'll have fun with this movie because some of those moments, is, they're hilarious. Like, they're is it ex- one of your favorite comedies so far? Uh, see, I don't know if I consider, like, uh, when I consider comedies in my head, like, I think of movies like Keanu or... The Hangover and stuff like that. Yeah, stuff, you know, like, just straight up, this is just a comedy, and that's the only word I would use to describe it. When you start mixing in other things, then it gets kind of weird for me. Mm, okay. um, but this movie, it's just so weird. And, but again, there are some moments where I was like dying laughing, just like, Oh my gosh, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know if I should be laughing at this or if like, this is supposed to be funny. Like there are moments where you're just like, I don't know if this is supposed to be funny, but it, it had to have been supposed to be funny. Cause it was just so weird. You're just like, what is happening? <laughs> um, so I, re- I actually really ended up liking this movie and I thought it was a really good movie. Um, one thing like, my brother disagrees with me. My brother says that he thought it was a little, it got a little slow. I disagree. I thought it was perfectly paced. Um, I thought the, the, just the way that, like, it was consistent throughout, the tone of the movie is consistent throughout the entire movie. It's very strange. It's like this joke-like, but also this very dark stuff that's happening. <laughs> and it's very consistent throughout the movie, and it just feels like, and you also get the story at a decent pace. Like it reveals like parts of these weird, weird, this weird world at uh-huh. the, um, at the right amount of time throughout the story. But this, the world is one of the problems I did have with the movie. We just didn't get enough of ex- explanation as to what was going on. Like, and I know people will say, Oh, they you want them to spoon feed you about, um, this movie or about what's going on. It's not that you, you have to give me context for what's going on. I agree. And, yeah, I agree with that. and that's part of the reason, part of the problem I had with Mad Max and or Fury Road last year. And I know we definitely you're on the uh, far extreme of uh, disliking Fury Road, which you can come at Ozzy for that. He's at Castro Ozzy. Guys, and, it's, it's an all right movie. It's uh, anyway, getting back to the lobster, <laughs> it's again like we just didn't get enough context to what was happening, and there were times where I was just like, wait, what? Like, explain what is going on. Like, because, again, there are moments where I'm just like, all right, they're hunting these people. But I'm like, I don't know who these people are and why they have to hide out and why they can't go in the city. And it's just like, we're not we're just not getting enough as, as to what's going on. Um, and one uh, let me get back to another positive. Really quick. I know I'm kind of all over the place. Sorry about that. But the characters and the relationships between the characters it's so like we oddly charming, and I know I'm saying weird and odd a lot, but again, this is the, <laughs> that's the way to describe this movie. It's just they're so like 
um, the friendship that Colin Farrell forms with, oh crap, what's the guy's name? Um, I, I can't think of the actor's name, but the friendship that Colin Farrell forms with his, the guy who plays his best friend, um, he, it, it's just so like, uh, this guy is weird, but you like understand why they gravitate towards each other. Was Colin Farrell really good in this movie? Oh, he was fantastic. The, his performance was, again, like offbeat and kind of like such a different performance than anything I've ever seen him in where he's this like timid guy and he doesn't want to be here, but he knows he has to. And it's really strange. Um, and it's just, I, I really liked it. And the love story, which is basically the driving force of this movie. It's, it's fantastic. It's really good. It's again, like you understand why they like each other and especially the way they set it up because throughout the movie, like they kind of set up, like, this is what, people in this world when they're meant to be together this is what happens and then they keep setting that up setting that up <laughs> setting that up and then it finally happens to him and he's like oh and you're just as excited as he is when he finds out that these two are meant to be together um the and then my big but my biggest problem with the movie and what ultimately dropped it down to like verging on great to like it was good like for most of the movie i was thinking okay this is really good and it's almost great but what brought it down to just, this is just good, is the ending. The ending is such a cop-out ending. Like, And I know it's an ending where it's like, it's supposed to leave you guessing, like, what what it, what happened. And though, sometimes that works. But in this movie, it just didn't. I'm sorry. Like, we did you need to give us a rest. It's like they didn't, they were afraid to pick a side, like, what of what he would do or what would happen. And they just didn't do it. So it kind of dragged the movie down for me. It was kind of like, oh, what do you think he did? And it's like, just, no, finish the story. Like, I don't know. It works in movies like Inception where it's like, oh, was it real or was it not? That's different. When you when you put a char- give a char- character a choice and you say, oh, he has one, this choice or another choice, and then you don't have him make the choice, that's just you're afraid to actually make a decision in your script, in my opinion. So that's um, my biggest problem with the movie. But overall, I ha- have it, I think, at a 7.1. It's a really good movie. Um, and I'd recommend people see it. But again, you have to be aware of what kind of movie you're getting in into. So it's with a little bit of a caveat. But I would still say go see it when you have the, while you have the chance. Because it's probably not going to be in theaters much longer. Um, based on what I said, what do you would you go see it? Um, for sure, man. Really? I'm only for dark comedies. I'm, some people aren't, but I'm open. You like them? Yeah. What's your favorite dark comedy? Um, I think the go-to is definitely Pulp Fiction. That's what most people will say. <laughs> I think it's one of my top. I think it's like in my top five. It's definitely Pulp Fiction. Um, Pulp Fiction is probably mine. It's like in my top five. I can't choose, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's different... Train spotting. That's another one I watched this year. Train spotting is a great dark comedy. Uh, it's, but it's almost so dark that I wouldn't want to watch it. Like, I think one of my favorite, I'd say one of my favorite dark comedies would probably be, um, between Pulp Fiction and to me, Glorious Bastards was great. Yeah. Glorious Bastards was fantastic. I'm not the biggest Tarantino fan. That's something we'll get into, I'm sure, <laughs> down the road. Down the road, we'll have a Tarantino. <laughs> we'll have a Tarantino debate. Um, um but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, I'm, I'm into them, definitely. Yeah. Definitely into them. So, All right. Well, now that that was my review of The Lobster. And now we're going to, really quickly, we're going to 
Well, not really quickly. This is probably going to be the longest thing that we do today. Let's get into Game of Thrones, man. GOT. Episode... Season 6, Episode 7. Guys, by the way, this uh, is spoilers here, okay? So if you haven't seen the if episode... you have not seen the episode titled The Broken Man, that's Season 6, Episode 7, you might want to... Pause this. Pause this. Go watch this, it. Whatever. Then whatever come thing. back to us. Yeah, whatever. And then... Spoiler right, warning... If you're leaving, goodbye. We were like five seconds. One, oh two, three. Dude, we make these spoiler four, way too long. Four and a quarter. Oh my five. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into this, man. Yeah. So let's start. All right, let's right off the top. The Hound. They all brought right. him back. Okay. Um, first of all, did you like how they kind of did the Hound before the intro of the episode? Did you notice that they they showed the Hound and then they went into the intro of the episode? They never do that. They always go intro right after the um, previously on. Did you notice? I didn't notice, man. Oh, really? I was like... I, I was in I a rush at... to watch it this morning. Man. <laughs> I, had to, I had to cook. I had to like <laughs> get things done. And I was like, watching yeah, Game of Thrones. I was like looking around like, wait, where's the intro? Like, Did we just skip the intro? Uh, but anyway, that's like a minor detail. Okay, but the Hound. Okay, first of all, let me say I really... I liked this episode. I thought it was a good setup episode. I thought last week was not a good setup episode, and this week was a really good setup episode. But it did raise some concerns for me, and they started right off the top, so that's why I'm going to start with my negative. So just because I'm starting with negative doesn't mean I'm negative on this episode as a whole, because I actually really liked this episode. Okay. All right. With the Hound coming back, we've already had Jon Snow come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. And I know we didn't see the Hound die, but it was widely assumed that the Hound was dead. And now to bring him back, and coupled with the fact that I don't I don't want Arya to die. But I didn't like that she got stabbed, I think, at least twice, possibly three times in the gut. And she was able to jump out and swim away. And just kind of escape from that and be okay. Like, I know she's, like, still dripping with blood, but it's almost like they wanted to kill her, but they didn't have the guts to. And that's my problem. Right now, I feel like the stakes are being lowered because Jon Snow is back from the dead. The Hound is basically back from the dead. I know he didn't really die. He didn't die and come back, but he's basically, in our eyes, back from the dead. And now Arya doesn't die from getting killed by the same thing that... The Rob's wife was killed <laughs> the same way. Okay, but like, like I mean, she got stabbed like a thousand times. I, yeah, like, I know, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it, I just feel like the stakes are being lowered right now, and I almost think, like, I argue with book readers all the time about like, oh, the books, the people, they're like, the books are better, and it was like this in the books. I don't care about any of that, but it almost feels like we're missing George R. R. Martin's influence right now because I feel like if George R. R. Martin was writing all this. Which, who knows, He this could be exactly how the books go. But if George R. R. Martin was writing all this, I feel like Arya would be dead. <laughs> and again, I, I love Arya, and I want her to come back to Westeros and get her revenge. But at this point, like, if you're gonna... Like, I was expecting her to have this fight with the... Um, the wench or what the... Um, the faceless girl, or whatever. The girl has no yeah, name. Yeah, the girl who has no name. I was expecting her no to name. have a battle with this, but then her to just get attacked and then her not die. Like, what's the point? 
why have her get attacked if she's not hit? I don't know. I think she should have gotten attacked, but not stabbed, because, like, you saw blood squirting out of her stomach. really bad, and you're like, we're just supposed to expect that she's fine? Like, Like, I don't, I didn't expect it to be, like, walking away from them, like, oh, so... You're superhuman. Yeah. Um, and that's new. It'll be even worse if they actually, like, if she just assumes that Arya's dead and then they'd leave her alone. Like, please don't make that be the case. I want her to beat these people. Or beat that girl, at least. Um, and I don't want her to be, the girl to that attacked her to be stupid enough to just, leave, like, think, oh, she's dead. Like, no. That's... I think she knows that she's badly wounded. Yeah. I just no, don't think that she's um, necessarily dead. Um, yeah, I think bringing the hound back was okay. I mean, it wasn't, in, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, the hound is back. Um, I just don't get what his purpose is. I don't know what his purpose Yeah, that's a, that's what's one thing I was like, I don't understand why. Why does he need to come back? Yeah, I mean, I was, I like what they did with him. Not yeah. gonna lie, I mean, I liked what they did with his character. Yeah, they made him more human. It was, it was interesting take on the hound. It's just. You know, there wasn't really an explanation as to why he's even back. Yeah. Um. When you when you look at the inside of the show, they never even mm-hmm. explain why he's back. So. All right. I don't know, man. Okay. Do you weird. have any more on Son or Arya or the Hound? Not really. Um. Not really. All right. I uh, okay. I'm gonna get into. I want to move on to Sansa and John and what's going on there. And again. I swear, this is that for real. This is my last negative of the entire episode, um, and it's kind of a small thing. Though, when we start off with them meeting with the leaders of the wildlings, right, and them trying to convince the wildlings to come and fight for them, yeah, I just really felt that that was an unnecessary scene. Why? Because we've already, like, Tormund has already said we have two thousand people. And John was like, all right, so he was already assuming we have 2,000 people. So as as the audience, because John was already assuming I have 2,000 wildlings at my back, and Tormund had already said, I have 2,000 wildlings, and we will fight for you. No, he didn't say we will fight for you. Okay, but he says we have 2,000 wildlings. And you're, like, that was basically him asserting that, yes, we're going to fight for you. I know he didn't explicitly say it, but I just felt like the scene was unnecessary, because we already assumed that, and we... And then I'm being that way anyway. I mean, so I don't why think, did the scene I don't think we should have assumed that at all because I mean But did, <sighs> did you not assume that? I could have I mean I I'll say that I assumed it is a little bit, but at the same time if you go back if you go if you're looking back if you're gonna go back into season five. Yeah. For example, right? Um he he said, Okay, you know, let's talk to the wildlings to check if they'd fight for with us against the against the Night King. Yeah. They, it was a good scene, and yeah. it was necessary because we had to, it, it had to take time. I mean, well, yeah, I don't but think that was, but there was there was doubt there. There was like, oh my gosh, are they going to same thing? Because it's like there's the, not a doubt here. We are there's know doubt that. in a sense because they, and it's good, and it's good that they brought this up. They aren't there to fight John's war. It's not their fight. They they think it's not their fight. Yeah, because they're already in the north. That's all they wanted. Yeah. And their big threat right now is just thinking about the White Walkers. So that's why I think it was necessary for John to be like, you're right. It's not your fight. But at the same time, it sort of is because they will come for you once they're done with me. They're going to come for you. It's fine. I just, and it's I your, just, and it's like, you need to like either join me and take this out, take the mini threat out so we can get back to going back and like figuring out how to take out these White Walkers. 
So I think it was a good scene, and I think it was necessary because. But again, would it have changed anything if this scene did not happen? And we just went on assuming, okay, the wildlings are with them. It wouldn't have changed anything. I we think already would have. No, <laughs> I think it would have. Like, what would it have changed? We wouldn't know because it. He just because he's. It's like me, for example. I could say, yeah. My, for example, like a like a sixteen year old can say, yeah, like I have the car. Just assuming, but that doesn't mean like it's guaranteed. Yeah. He just said, I have 2,000 wildlings. Men, like the rest are men, children, like the babies, kids, whatever. But he just said, I have 2,000 wildlings, like prepared to fight. But it doesn't mean prepared to fight your war. I just have. I, I really think that you're looking at that with hindsight, not saying that you didn't assume that the wildlings were with them. Because I, I'm really, like, I'm sure if you ask most people, they would say, yeah, we assumed I don't think, the wildlings I don't were think them. that scene was particularly a negative. I really don't. Okay. I just I, think it was. Look, I'm, I'm not saying it was a bad scene. I'm just saying, like, as I was watching it, I was like, why are we, we, we already know that they're going to fight with him. What's the point? So, whatever. It's all about convincing, man. That's my thing. But, all right. Yeah, I guess. Um, so, speaking of convincing, like, they basically go on this little tour where they're convincing people, and they go to the Liana Mormont, who is, I guess, the head of House Mormont right now, which is strange. Um, this ten year old girl ruling she House Mormont, and she was awesome. She was a badass man. <laughs> she was awesome. I was like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and but then they go through all that, and we see that John and Sansa are not good at convincing people. They're just not. Um, which is again, that's strange because Sansa has gone through so much. John has gone through so much, but they are not motivators. I mean, okay, if you look at it from her standpoint. She doesn't, she's not, she's not looking for small talk. She's not looking for an explanation. She's not looking for a story. She wants to know why. Yeah. So I think, you know, John, John and Sansa are good motivators when, but they have to explain themselves in a way. And it's. Sansa has not proven herself to be a good motivator. Oh, you could not. Okay. Not Sansa. It's not Sansa, but John is a good motivator. He has. He's a good leader. Yeah. But he's a good leader, but He's one of those people who has to do a speech. Yeah. Like a little like story. She doesn't want that. She wants to get right to the point. But they weren't able to convince the other guy either. It wasn't just her. Well, they, they, they weren't only able got to three invent- of the I think they said twelve small houses to join them. That's I think, not well, I don't good think, convincing. I don't think he did I don't think well, we know why he didn't want to join. We know why. Because Rob. Rob wasn't there for them. Rob Stark wasn't there for them. Well, it's more about the wildlings at this point. Well, it's the wildlings, and yeah. it's because Rob Stark wasn't there. I guarantee, I I could give it, I can give him maybe like a chance, maybe if Rob was there and he helped them, you know, protect protect their castle. Yeah, he would have been like, okay, I, I don't do. agree, but I'll think about it. Yeah. I think he would have thought about it, yeah. but I think he just shut them down because the Boltons helped him out mm-hmm. and the wildlings. Yeah. So of course not. Yeah. I do think it's a, he brought up a very good point that I had not thought of before. Neither of them are actually, actually carry the name Stark at this point. Sansa is legally a Bolton. Technically, she is a Bolton. And John is still legally a Snow. So neither of them are actually Starks. Yet they're coming, they're going around trying to convince people to join them as House Stark. And neither of them are actually Starks. Because so I thought that was an interesting point that he I didn't think of that before, but he's right. Why should people follow them if they're not actually Starks? 
Because there's a Stark actually locked up in the dungeon. I know, but still, like... She, from, Sansa, from Sansa... I get it more uh, yes, from everybody's yeah. point of view. That's why I liked that, that they threw that in there. Yeah, I understand. Sansa still considers herself uh, a Stark. Yeah, I know. I, mean, so, I think we all consider her Stark, but yeah. technically she is not a Stark. She's Sansa Bolton. She is a Bolton, sadly. I have sadly for her. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, Ramsey. Um, all right, is there anything... I don't, I don't know. I I, lo- I really liked them going around. It's just that wild one scene. That kind of... I was like, all right. That was you and I have different opinions. Yeah. I liked it. I liked that scene. Yeah. It, it shows... It shows that the wildlings are becoming more mm-hmm. loyal to John. It's yeah. not necessarily that his friend has to go in and say, "Hey guys, can you can yeah. you join me?" No, John is actually doing so much yeah. and he's proving himself to all the wildlings. So I think it was a necessary okay. necessary scene in the sense to be like, "Come on, guys!" Like, yeah, I guess he died for us. He showed our le- he showed our leader mercy. Yeah, he led us through the wall. I do, I do think it was interesting that he was very comfortable with, like, he was able to motivate the wildlings, but then when it comes to all these smaller houses, like, he is basically like, I have no idea what to say right now. And I think, I think the thing um, is, Davos, Sir Davos had to basically speak when it came to, um, Lyanna. So that was I think, interesting. I think the thing is, is just because I feel bastards in this, in this particular mm-hmm. world just get shut down yeah, because it's just they're true. bastards. So. But to the wildlings, the wildlings don't care. The wildlings yeah. see, you know, they're yep. they're all like one people, whatever. So yeah. I think well, that that's people, why but. not all one people, but like you yeah. know, they they'll listen because it's, it's still a person. Yeah. So I feel that that's in that world, you know, a snow mm-hmm. doesn't really have a lot to say. John's worked hard to get to where he's at, yeah. so he's definitely one of the most respected bastards, if not the most respected bastard in the whole entire show. Okay, so. What like at the end when Son John's basically like we don't have enough men but we have to attack so we just got to and Sansa Sansa decides she's gonna write a letter now I think the s- safest assumption is that that letter is going to Littlefinger right I think so yeah she's gonna call that call him to come with the Knights of the Vale and they're because that that would be a huge help because. The Knights of Vale are fresh that's because they've stayed. They stayed out of the War of the Five Kings. They stayed completely out of it. That's what I. They think, have a full-on army right that's now. That's what I think she should have done in the first place. Is, but I understand why she was frustrated with Littlefinger and why she was like. No, I understand why she should be frustrated with him, but a friend of my enemy. Well, I don't know the whole story. I'm not. I'm not thinking crazy right now. Sorry. An enemy of my enemy right is my friend. Yeah, that's the go. one. Okay, so I think she should have thought about it from that perspective. Like this guy abused me. Yes, mm. this man may have led me there, but if he wants to help me fight him, let me at least use yeah. his resources and go from there. And then I'll take care of Baelish when yeah. I'm done. See, I don't mind um, how she did it because she knows that. Based on, especially what he was saying when she was saying no, like, she knows that whenever she calls him, he'll be there. Um, he, she just knows that. So, she decided, alright, I'm gonna see if I can rally these houses by myself. And if not, I always got him in my back pocket. So, I think that's fine. Um, that didn't necessarily bother me, but I, I like that he's coming back into the fray because as much as I don't necessarily really like him as a person, I think he is a great character because I think he's a much bigger player in all of this than most people think. Yeah, definitely. And, um, 
You don't know his oh, motivations. So, yeah. so I think yeah, be- exactly. Well, I mean, I think we all know his ultimate motivation. He wants to be sitting on the Iron Throne, but we don't know his short game. Um, okay. The other theory about what the, where the letter is going, which I don't necessarily think so because she sent Brienne there is that it's, uh, is that we're going to the Blackfish and what's going on in Riveron. Now, I think Brienne, that obviously, Brienne is going to get to Riveron. Jamie is at Riveron. He already saw the teaser for that. I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, we're getting some Jamie and Brienne, um, interesting, Stuff that's gonna happen because I like I really liked them together um, when they were kind of road tripping together. Yeah, they were really good. Um, see, the thing is, I just don't know what's gonna happen with with this storyline because I the Blackfish seems content to just sit there and defend that castle for as long as he can. Jamie is saying we're gonna breach this castle, and now Brienne's coming saying we need you to come and help. He's not gonna. See, what's like, I don't think the Blackfish wants to leave the castle. Even if Sansa is saying, we need your help, will he come? And especially, will he trust Brienne if Brienne's acting all friendly with Jamie right outside the castle that he's trying to protect? I, I really am starting to, th- this story is set up really nicely for some interesting stuff to happen. It's at a point where I honestly have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you really don't because she cares for Jamie. Yeah. She cares for Jamie. But she's also very strong and like, I'm gonna keep my oaths. And her oaths right, her oath right now is to get the Stark, or protect the Stark kids. Right now it's to Sansa. Arya, she doesn't care about it anymore because Arya just flat out rejected her and left. But Sansa, she is loyal to Sansa at this point. Even if she likes Jamie, and I think she says it in the preview, doesn't she? Like, if we have to fight, I will fight. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this story. That's like, one of my most anticipated storylines right now, just because it's such like the conflict has built up so perfectly to where there's three different um, things that people are trying to I think, accomplish. I mean, I think right now uh, her uncle is going through a bit of uh, depression in a sense. <laughs> what? Yeah, because he wants to stay there. He wants to stay and defend his home because I think that's the only thing that he has left. The only thing that he probably has left going for him. I guess. So... I, feel, I don't view it as like a negative thing. I just think he's like, no, you're not taking this back. I'm I don't think gonna- it's negative either, but I think, I mean, I'm like negative in like a storyline way, but mm-hmm. I think his character in a sense is kind of like, okay, this, this is the only thing I have left. It's mine. I want to stay here. Like, this is my mm-hmm. people's home and this is the only thing we have I left. I think it's more of a pride thing in my opinion, but. Uh, but I feel that if Sansa were to be, was, if he was to find out Sansa was still alive and she was well, yeah. I feel that that could, that could be the push for him to be like, okay, like, there's family still out there mm-hmm. to Rob's sister. I fought for Rob. See, I, I don't Letting know, because he was willing to let the heir to Riveron die. He literally said, he's going to die anyway, so just kill him right now. I mean, but you have to admit, they didn't really have the best relationship anyways. Well, that's true, but at the same time, he's the heir to their household. He is supposed to be the Lord of, Lord of Riveron. He doesn't, he doesn't even like him. It doesn't matter. He, he if had, you're, if he you're saying loyal. that it's all about the house and it's all about what's going on right now. Okay, but he, I, okay, but that's, he just didn't like that particular family member. And there's always going to be those family members who are just like, 
I don't care. I don't care if you're here or not. Like, I saw my grandma today. I didn't even say hi to her. I'm like, okay, you're here. Bye. Um, I mean, that's just how it is. (laughs) But I feel that, you know, there's other people. I don't view Blackfish's motivations at all like you do. I don't know. I feel (laughs) that Sansa, I feel that Sansa could pop, could possibly be that. That, uh, I think it's going to take a lot more convincing than because, you, you think to get him because out that's of River that's his niece. That is his niece. That is his that's sister's. True, that is, is his sister's uh, daughter. But River Run is his castle. That's his family home. So you think he's just going to leave it to go help someone else get their family home it's back? Not just someone else, man. It's his, still, it's, his niece. Like, it's not his home. Like he's giving up his home to get his niece's home back. And I don't I'm not saying it's the best. Effect. I'm not saying it's the best assumption. Oh I'm just saying it's a possibility. <laughs> okay. I think he. I think that'd be the reason as to why he, they, they. They. I think that could be his push. Yeah. Would he be happy about the decision? Not necessarily. Would it take some mm-hmm. convincing? Yes. But I feel that would be the push ultimately for him yeah. to be like, okay, it's not. It's not something I want to do. Mm-hmm. But you're my sister's daughter. I fought. For my nephew, who is your sister, well, who is your brother, so I'm going to jump back into this. All right. Well, let's move even farther south. Let's go to King's Landing now. Oh, my goodness. What's going on with Marjorie? I loved... I know we we did not like last week with this whole storyline because it was confusing. I don't know what Marjorie's intentions are. I feel that right now she's being fake towards the Ice Barrow. Mm -hmm. When I watched the scene, I was like, can this move on? Because it's getting so boring at this point. I just don't like the storyline. I don't care. I, I just yeah. don't care. Like, we, we already discussed. I just don't care yeah. about whatever's happening. King's Landing used to be a, a place where I'm just like, crap's going to go down. Yeah. It's about to go down hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. The Hire Sparrow came in. I'm like, I'm falling asleep. Okay. It's ridiculous. I agree with you when it comes to High Sparrow. I still don't care whenever he's talking. I'm just like, I don't care. He's a good actor. Yeah. I'll give him that. He's good actor. The I, just, I don't I understand. Don't like, like, I never care what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, or about what he's talking about. Marjorie now, has okay, some let, fake hold intentions. On. The scene between Cersei and the Queen oh of Thorns. Oh my gosh. That was... That was freaking amazing. She destroyed... I've never been so in love before because she just <laughs> destroyed Cersei's whole entire reputation. She just... Her made, reputation? I don't know. But she, she just put Cersei right on the spot. Like, she put her right in her place. She's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Who are you now? She's like, yeah, you can't... First of all, you have nothing. Second of all, you want me to help you? I still remember the look that you gave me. And it's like... Thank you. Finally, somebody is not be- not willing to put aside the crap that Cersei has done just to for the greater good, quote unquote. Even though it's not really the greater good, um, she's like, no, I'm not going to let you off the hook for all the crap that you pulled. This is your fault. You clean it up. And I love that. And I really love the Queen of Thorns. Yeah, Queen of Thorns is fantastic. She's she's always been one of my favorite characters, especially when we found out she took care of Joffrey. Um, so, yeah, I um, I really liked love actually loved that scene and also even the stuff. Okay, I have an issue with this overall like everything that's going on in King's Landing, but I thought the scene between Marjorie and her grandma, Queen Thorns, was great because yes, she was giving all this crap and she was sticking to like no, leave the nun lady here, it's fine. But then she slips to that little drawing. It's like. And I think that drawing was basically saying, like, 
I, I'm still loyal to this house. I still, I'm doing, trust me, I'm doing what's best for this house. Just trust me. Yeah. And I really liked that because it gave us a little bit of an insight, uh, just a little bit of insight into what's going on in Marjorie's head. And that's my problem with everything going on in King's Landing. We are so in the dark with what people's motivations are that it's hard to get invested or just care about what's going on because we don't know what Marjorie really wants or what Mar- what's going on with Marjorie. Like, is she manipulating the high sparrow? Is she manipulating the king? We don't know what... I think she's manipulating both. Yeah. We don't know what the High Sparrow's ultimate goal is. Um, because we get this whole conversation with he wants her to produce an heir, and it's just like, okay. Well, why? Yeah. It So, and we don't know what the Queen of Thorns... Like, we just... We're, we're so in the dark with what people want in this storyline and what their motivations are that it's just like... I, I can't like follow this, so I can't root. I don't have anybody to root for because I don't know what their, what their goals are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't root for somebody when you don't know what their ultimate goal is. You can't say, yes, get to your goal because you don't know what their goal is. So that's why I think this storyline is such a rough spot for the show right now. It's because we don't know what's going on. You need, yes, I'm fine with you leaving us in the dark and surprising us at certain points, but you need to give us something to latch onto and we just have nothing. Yeah, man, I have um, I have no idea what the heck is going on with that storyline. It's yeah. just not. It's just not. Um, it's not. It's not. It's, I don't care. I just yeah. don't care about the storyline. It it needs to pick up. Yeah, it needs to pick up. I thought um, it, it was a lot better than last week. Though. What do you think about Yara and Theon yes. going to find Daenerys? Okay, because we were confused as to like where are you going? Yeah. Okay. I am on record on this actual podcast saying <laughs> that I'm team Euron right now. And today, or when I was watching this episode, I was like, I am team Theon and Yara right now. <laughs> like, and I, this, uh, I've established that basically I'm for whoever is closest to getting Daenerys across she's the narrow the closest seat. right now. And Yara and Theon, first of all, I loved their interaction with Yara's speech to him. Like, get your crap together. I'm tired of this. Because I think we're all tired of wimpy Theon. All right. Yes, we. He. I think he's gotten his punishment for everything he's done. I've forgiven Theon. Let's move on. Let's get back to a legit Theon. And I am very, very excited for them to go to meet Daenerys. I don't think they have enough ships, but I think it's a good start. I think. Um, I mean, dude, it looked like they had a lot. But they don't. But um, um, once Dario said they needed a thousand ships, they don't have a thousand ships. Nobody has, a, to get a th- nobody has a thousand ships. They literally said nobody has that kind of fleet. So it's a start, but I don't think it's enough. So it'll be interesting to see when they get there, what happens. And I'm really hoping they get there soon because I want to see Daenerys again because dragons. So, yes. <laughs> Drogon. Oh Drogon. Um, I think... That, yeah. that whole entire scene was amazing yeah. when she's when she was like, "Oh, we're gonna go see the Dragon Queen." I was like, "Finally, we're gonna take back the Iron Islands." I love that, and I actually am now I'm more rooting for Yara and Theon because it doesn't require Daenerys to marry anybody. Yeah, because Euron was basically like, "I'm gonna become the king," and Theon obviously doesn't care about that, and Yara she just wants the Iron Islands back. 
So I feel like it gives Daenerys a little more flexibility if she well, ends up Daenerys, I feel like Daenerys is definitely going to side with them. Because yeah. they're just going to be like, honestly, we'll just give you the fleet. Well, but we just all you want is your help taking back the yeah. Riverlands. Well, they, they have such a head start because Euron has to build an entire fleet now. Exactly. So it, it's interesting that they would set up Euron now to go and be like, I'm going to go meet up with Daenerys, but then give Theon and Yara such a head start. It's strange. I don't know, but I'm still, I'm loving it. Because they know that, well, they know that, well, he knew that, um, Yara and Theon would obviously try to get revenge for their father. Yeah. So he knows that he's going to have to take them out anyways. Yeah, I know, but it's Um, still, I think he just gave them the idea. He did. And they're just like, why not? Because the whole, most of the, half the, half the River Islands now is, um, divided. Yeah. So. Yeah, if we have the Iron Irons, sorry. So, yeah. um, if we have to go to Civil War, we have the Dragon Queen on our side. Thank you for the idea. Um, yeah, I really, I, I'm just really looking forward to the story. It's gonna be uh, fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have any over? Like, did you like this episode? Did you? I like this episode way better than the last one. So. Mm-hmm. Where would you rank it in, like, this in this season's episodes? Like, is it, like, higher or higher upper, or is it kind of in the middle? It's in the middle. It's in the middle. Definitely helps with uh, last week's episode being... Uh, it's true. It kind of, like, made like, this episode look better by comparison. Like, oh, see, I don't want to sound like I hated last week's episode. I didn't hate it. I was just, like, uh, I don't care. Like, it was too much at King's Landing with the stuff we were talking about where it's just, like, we don't know what's going on. I kept on, looking so. at my phone. I was like, what is this <laughs> See some interesting stuff, man. <laughs> um, there were actually we didn't get anything from Bran, and we didn't get anything from Daenerys. So, so I'm so honestly I cannot believe the words are going to come out of my mouth right now. But I actually miss Bran's storyline. It's crazy. It's such a 180. Like he benefited so much from that one season break that he got last season. Yeah i I miss his storyline. I want to see what Benjen is up to, like why, like what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Definitely interested in, in what's going to happen with all that. So um, yeah, that's what I'm I, excited for. And another thing that we kind of got this episode that we haven't gotten in a while, which I actually heard something um, just listening to another podcast. I heard something about why we haven't gotten this, but Braun, we got Braun back um, for this episode. He was with Jamie. Um, Going to see the Blackfish. Yeah, finally. So, and it was interesting because I think, is this the first time we've seen Braun this season? Yeah. Um, so what I had heard on another podcast was that the reason that Braun hasn't been in this season very much, or at all so far except for now, is because Bron, the actor who plays Braun and Lena Headey, the actress who plays Cersei, used to have a relationship and cannot film together. They just won't film together. So that's why, because they've been in King's Landing this whole time by Cersei, Bronn hasn't been in it because they don't want to film together. I mean, that's really weird. And it's just like, I was like, I heard that and I was like, oh, that's a strange little, <laughs> um, uh, just little detail, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel that, okay, if you're going to date, this goes for any job, if you're going to date in the workplace and you guys break up, <laughs> 
make it professional still. Don't make it hard for your bosses or whatever. <laughs> oh, because it's just stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> everybody loves Braun. Everybody wants to see him. Everybody loves his character. He's sarcastic. He's a great yeah. fighter. Every time, yeah. like every time you see him fighting, you know it's going to be a great fight. Yeah. So don't ruin it. Yeah. You know, you're a little I feisty want, today. I want. I want. Do you need more to get more. something off your chest. I do need to get something <laughs> off my chest. All right. So I was at the movie theater the other day. I think I was. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I was with you or not, but I was at the movie theater the other day, and people just kept screaming and just saying stuff at this movie. I'm just like, shut up. They kept, like, clapping around times. They kept saying stupid remarks. And it's just so stupid. Like, we're all watching this movie together. Can you be considerate, please? Like, I, I want to hear what's going to happen. Like, I remember I was watching, I think I was watching Civil War. Someone said something, and I was like, I don't know what the hell he just said. I don't know what Iron Man just said. I'm pretty sure it was important information, but I don't know what he just said. Because you were talking. Shut up. It's not it's what's not it, funny. Is it's it like not, people reacting to what's happening? I don't mind if we react. I don't yeah. mind if we get a laugh together. That's cute. That's fantastic. Let's take a family freaking picture. I don't care, but just don't <laughs> say anything while I'm watching my movie. Like it's it goes for like if it's I'm at my house and I remember I, I remember I was at my house, I was watching I was watching the episode of The Flash and someone kept trying to make a conversation with me while I was watching The Flash. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm watching something like stop and it goes through the same thing with movies like people want to talk while you watch especially at a at a move at a movie theater yeah guys come on we all pay for the ticket we all pay for the ticket it used to be 1025 now it's 1125 I paid an extra dollar to see this damn ticket let me enjoy this movie <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah shouldn't be having to beg you guys come on yeah I agree keep your remarks to yourself. Um, <laughs> it's not, this is not, we're not kids, guys. Be, be, be you know, appreciative, um, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I'm definitely on your side with this topic. I think people need to be more respectful. And especially, see, I'm more on the, because I never, I don't really run into that problem in the movie theater. I mean, a little bit with horror movies and some, sometimes people like yell things like, oh my gosh, don't go in there. I'm like, shut up. We're watching a movie. Be quiet. This is not a thrill ride, people. Yeah. This is not um, Horror Night. But there's, there's also, for me, it's more in the house when I'm watching something like with friends. And it's like, right, there's certain movies that you can talk during. Like, we all know, we've seen this movie a billion times, let's just talk. Or it's a bad movie and you want to make fun of it. But if you're watching a movie that some people in the movie, or in, like, w watching it with you haven't seen, or it's a classic movie, it's classic for a reason. Let's freaking pay attention to the movie and watch it instead of talking the entire time. So I'm definitely on your side. It's ridiculous. Like I, yeah. I, I love going to premieres of movies, but at the same time, I hate it mm -hmm. because I just know it's going to be those people. Yeah. Like I'm honestly, I love. I will. I, I can't wait to see The Conjuring too. But yeah, I already know. I'm yeah. going to hear this one person go. All right, get well. out the room, bro. Like, <laughs> don't. Oh my gosh, I hate you. All right. Well, we're going to get into our last thing that we always do every episode, our recommendations. I know I, I don't think we talked about this beforehand, so hopefully you have something kind of yes. off the top of your head that you can do. I do. Um, I am going to recommend something that we talked about a little earlier in this episode that you brought up, Room. Room? Yes. It, not The Room. Please do not get it confused. <laughs> the Room is a infamously bad movie. <laughs> Room came out last year, 2015, and was nominated for a couple of Oscars. Um, 
Ozzy mentioned Brie Larson won Best Actress. She was fantastic. The See story, what it was, guys. <laughs> the story is great. Um, the kid is even. He, he gave he's, a phenomenal performance. Like, it was unbelievable. He easily could have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, he was in that kind of, that group that I thought easily could have been nominated with Idris Elba. I and like, he, all honestly, that whole, I thought he should have gotten. whole secondary group that I was like, oh, they're so close. And I could have substituted any of them in um, for Mark Ryland who won it. Because Mark Rylance is not that good in that movie. I will fight anybody on that. But anyway. That kid Room, at least deserved to be nominated. Yeah. It was ridi- like one of the best kid actors I've honestly seen so far. It's ridiculous. Room was a fantastic movie. I know this is, I think, the second time I've recommended something I saw in like the past two years. So, But still, I, it's just so good. I gave it a 9.7. Like It was that good. So please go see this movie or rent this movie if you haven't seen it. Check it out. Um, and then, or if you're a book reader, go read the book. I mean, I'm not going to read the book, but go read the book. Have fun with that. Um, Ozzy, what's your recommendation? Um, Carlos, you know I love this movie. You know this movie got me into, into acting. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, and recommend the Pirates of the Caribbean. Alright. The Curse of the Black Pearl, though. I know a lot of you guys don't like the second or the third one, but. I love the um, third one. Yeah. The first one will always be a fan favorite. It's the one that got me into acting. It's the one that, you know, maybe it's true. He talks about this movie nonstop. It's fantastic, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I just think the comedies one of the had best uh, timing with comedy, great action, great dialogue. So I really loved this movie. Mm-hmm. A great pirate. Yeah, Johnny Depp. Movie. A lot of people forget Johnny Depp was out or was nominated for best actor for that movie. He should have won it, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, so. Whatever. It's crazy because you would never no think, hate. like, the way Johnny Depp's career has kind of gone recently, you would never think that Pirates was something he would have been nominated <laughs> for. But, hey. He, I mean, you have to admit, every time he's voters. in that role, he goes all out. Oh, yeah. so. It's just people are tired of it at this point. I think that's the problem. Because um, that's the rule that I think that's, I hope, uh, you know, knock on wood, but when he passes, I think that's going to be the role that everybody knows him for is Captain Jack Sparrow. Probably true. And I, yeah, I agree. Anyway, that's our show. Uh, you got our recommendations and we talked a little Game of Thrones. It was just a fun time. It was a fantastic time. Yeah. Almost, as it always is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're back to our, our format here. So uh, we'll sign off now. Ozzy, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on Twitter, Castro Ozzy. Tweet me if you want to get something out of my mouth because I really don't tweet. Um, so anyways, <laughs> do that. Uh, and you guys can find me on Instagram. Um, same thing as, uh, same thing as, um, it's not like Ozzy Cray or something. Yeah, it's on, it's, yeah, it's Ozzy Cray. Just trying to, I think I, I think it was something else too, but yeah. Wait, what? Ozzy Cray. Uh, you're there's confused. Instagram, Twitter, and then there's another one, but I forgot what the other one is. Snapchat? No. Okay. Anyway. Snapchat is Ozzy320. Oh. I'll make stories if you guys want so me to. So close to 420, Ozzy. Come on. Guys, stop. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. I, you can find me on Twitter at Cherry456. That is my main thing. And then we also, we have an Instagram is at Screenfellas. On Instagram. We'll so start posting stuff that on out. that. We'll I start. have actually, I've, I don't know if you've been paying attention. I've oh, been posting, I've been posting the episodes, but I haven't posted anything else other than that. I might give you the Instagram password, see what you can do with it because I know you like, you Instagram more than I do. So barely. Uh, yeah, maybe you could post like mini reviews on there or something. I don't know. <laughs> 
Anyway, that's our episode. That's episode five, and we hope you come back for episode six. We don't know when that's going to be. Probably next weekend sometime after we see at least one, probably two of these weekend movies. So uh, We're going to try to get all of them down for you guys so we can uh, post them up and stuff like that. Um, yeah. We're going to keep you posted. We're probably going to do some test footage for the YouTube video if we have time yep. next weekend. So um, definitely... Uh, we'll let you know when we post our first our first uh, YouTube video. Yep. You guys, all right? All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. Good night, guys, or good morning, or whatever the heck you guys are. But oh have God. a great time. Peace. <laughs>